Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, July 13, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, we have a continued melt-up operation. Now, we're going to get more into this, where they're going, and we're going to reiterate a few things we already know, but it's good to drill it in so that we have an understanding of what's actually happening across the markets. But here's the deal. Let's harken back to June 29th. What happened on June 29th? Well, let me remind you. This was the title cover page thingamajig of the video that day. Big move coming in July. Okay. So let's go to the chart. Where was June 29th? Right here. Market gapped up immediately the next day, but took some time, back-tested the 20-period moving average place, and took off. But from over here, or over here, it's the same thing. It doesn't matter. Closing price of 438. Closing price today, 449.56. In that video, I said something like 100 to 150 S&P handles. The high today spiked above 450, the big fat round number. They didn't close above it, but they ran a test of it. High 450, 38. So that's actually another 10 handles. So they've gone up 115, 120 handles from that place. Big move coming in July. So does that mean that things will continue to be a big move on the upside indefinitely? No, it does not. Not indefinitely. The market is running somewhere. We call that a destination. We don't always know what the destination is. This business is a probability business. So all the things that we teach in here all the time, in the live trading room, in the course, you put it all together and we try and come up with the best opportunity to affect the trade, whether it's a short or a long, whether it's in an index, a stock, a commodity, it doesn't matter. All charts act and react the same way but we're trying to identify a destination. We're trying to identify time and price coming together. And generally speaking, if you can get it even close to right, you're going to be in business rather than out of business. Now, in the YouTube verse out there, I'm aware, as others are, that over the last several weeks, however long it's been, there's a lot of crash stuff going out there. There's a lot of, the market's going to do this, the market's going to do that, and there's been a lot of pies in the face issued on the way up. Now, I know that for a fact because I get the emails, I get asked certain questions in the live room, which gives me a pretty good clue as to why they're asking the question. A question similar to this, hey, do you think they're going to come down and fill the gap from the 11th by Friday? Well, if I'm being asked that question in the live room or in an email, whatever it is, what am I thinking? I'm thinking that's a person that's short, not because I said so, but because somebody else said so and they bought the story and that same person, and there's a method to the madness, so I'm going over this hypothetical person for a reason. That same person neglected to heed the information of the trend is your friend until it's over. Now... There are a couple of caveats. Caveat number one, the market can put in a sign and or signal or both of a trend change, things that are taught in the course Lazy E-Mini Trader. It can do that and the trend hasn't changed. So we have to understand that. In addition, 
The market can hit an important price in an important time period. It can put in a top. You may not get the top. The thing may start to turn and the trend doesn't change till later. So there are different ways that we look for. There are different ways that the market can still of interest to us put in a top. Now, it's not putting in a top today, which leads us to where's she going? Well, we flip over to the weekly chart and we'll remember what we've been talking about for several days. 452. Can they get above 452? Of course they can. Can they come up short of 452? Of course they can. 452 is the number that I came out with and that's the number. Sometimes they come up short. Other times they spike them through. The number in a sense like this is a guideline. It's a benchmark. It's a target. But we know that sometimes they don't hit it on the button. That's the 20% of the 80-20 rule. Most of the time they're going to come up slightly short or bust it through and spike it through. That's just the way it works. Let me give you something else to chew on. So look at this place over here. So now we know that we've been above there for a while. We've been above there for a few weeks now. That is a breakout area. That was an important place. And we know that for the simple fact the market ran up there and it was rejected, summarily rejected, as I like to say. So therefore, regardless of how high the market gets, wherever it stalls out, turns around, gets rejected, whatever it's going to be, at some point in time, and the time is the tough part, you don't know when and how they're going to do it, but at some point in time, they're coming back down here to run a test of the last breakout area in the sequence. Call it 432 for argument's sake. Back to the daily chart. As long as the trend is up, as long as everything is above all these moving averages and all the moving averages are going from lower left portion to upper right portion, everything is an uptrend, the market can continue higher. Doesn't mean it will, doesn't mean it won't. It can continue higher until she's finished. When she reaches the destination and runs out of time, that's when the market will make a turn. Anybody make any money today inside the numbers? The short answer is yes, there was. Everything was small today. The range for the most part, most of the day, up until the spike above 450 and the drop down into the end of the day or the closing bell, up until that point, the market was just going sideways around an important number. So let's see if we had that right at zero dark 30 and beyond. We had the two-day CPI, PPI, data shuffle. PPI was today. Doesn't matter. Meanwhile, the band continues to play on while Mrs. Market and the overnight crew bolt on some higher prices on their way to an apparent destination. That's what we were just talking about. Where is that? Well, the next big fat round number above current price is really 450. So they got there today. Fair enough. Sometimes they come up short. Other times they spike them through. However, narrowing things down just a little, the next price in line that has importance and some overhead resistance characteristics would be 448.50. Now pay attention to this. Above on candle closes is where the door opens for an attempt at the big fatty, meaning back to 450 over here. So we got two things. 448.50 is a destination. It's a target. It's an intraday thing. That's where it was this morning. We had the number on the board yesterday. They got there today. That's item number one. If they can't get above 
They either run sideways and make another push later or get rejected. If they do get above, they go to 450, which is 15 S&P handles away or more. So let's take those pieces of information and let's see what happened. Right of the vertical is today's activity. As you know, we think better in pictures. 448.50 is the horizontal line. And here's a very small trade. They got up to 448.50. We had a whole list of traders in the room short the tape at 448.50. Also inside the numbers, they start as a scalp with potential. What that means to us, I'm never going to take a two-point trade. What that means to us is five to seven points, ES points, S&P handles minimum, and we hold it to see what they'll give us. The second portion of that is, once we have a base hit in our pocket, and this is a base hit business, base hits put you in the Hall of Fame, we just want to pile them up and see which ones turn into doubles, triples, and home runs, whoppers, whopper juniors. But we don't let the rest of the trade, the remaining portion, the trailing position, after the base hit, whatever it is, we don't let it go bad on us. So we turn it into a risk-free, emotionless trade, guaranteeing us to put something in our pocket, which makes the rest of the trade a risk-free, emotionless trade. Where have you heard that before? So as you can see right here, the high is 448.51. So they got one penny above. They had a little pullback. The low here is 447.82. If you do the math, there's your seven points. They gave the five to seven points. And that was basically the short trade. But wait, there's more. Before we get to it, I need you to pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. All that's in here. It's laid out for inside the number members who read the notes before the opening bell each and every day. Here's the setup. If they drop them, here's the long trade. If they pop them, here's the short trade if there is one. As you can see here, 909, more likely to find overhead resistance up around 448.50 if reached sooner than later. Moving right along, I want to get somewhere to show you something specific. Right here, 955, it's officially showtime. Moving right along, 1007, there's your base hit with potential. Plus we had Carvana, we'll get to that later. Now we had another place, 447.90, that's where the door begins to open for more selling. Test the lows and maybe lower. What traders in the live room heard was, this is a place you have to exit because they can bounce the tape at this place, 447.90, 448.00 in that 10 cent or so zone. See how this works? Albeit, it was so ridiculously narrow today, they hardly moved the market after the opening bell up until the afternoon. But nevertheless, it's the same process it's the same way I come up with the numbers. Sometimes they're nearby, other times they're farther apart, which constitutes what type of trade it might be. But here we had a narrow day, but there was still opportunity nonetheless. Now, don't forget, if they start closing candles above 448.50, they're going to get to 450. They're going to at least make a run for it. What happened? They started closing candles above and they did what? They made a run for it. There's 15 handles. Maybe you caught seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever. We've got something for everybody. It's all in here. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. We're also going to take a look at stocks on the move. Remember, earnings season officially gets kicked off tomorrow with some of the banks reporting, and then next week they'll start in earnest and go on for several weeks from there. Fast and furious, they should come. 
This morning, we had three possibles on the list. Carvana hit. The other two did not. Not worried about them. There are no trades. There it is, 35.59. They came into it in the first couple of minutes of the day, and they had a nice little rocket ride up for about a buck, give or take. Came back for a retest, and then you see what happened in the afternoon. But they gave you a buck right out of the chute. Nice trade early on. So we had an S&P short trade for a scalp five to seven points. And that's fine. We pile up the base hits, right? Then we had a Carvana trade and some traders took the S&P long from around 448. So that's three possibilities. Plus we had some traders that above 448.50 took a ride up close to or around 450. So that's four possibles. We have something for everybody on a very quiet day. Four possibles. Pick your poison. If you're not in here inside the numbers with us, if you're not in here in the live room with us, what are you looking at during the trading day, I might ask? What's going on over in Camp IWM? Next number I have on the board above current price is 196 if they want to continue rallying higher. Daily chart, above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend. Weekly chart, right into that 100 period moving average, closed above it. Week's not closed, not closed till tomorrow. We'll see where they close. The more important place is right here. Closing a week up here and continuing to stay up there rather than just a false breakout, that's going to be a recipe for higher prices. Well, the first next higher price I have is 196. Is that the end of the rally? We don't know, but that's the next price that I have. Remember this one down here. This was a bearish pattern, right? It was a bearish, wedgish, whatever you want to call it. And I said, if they can get above the high or below the low, it's going to either produce a move to the downside below the low if they break this chain, but if they break this chain, they're going to go up and get above these moving averages and have a whole nother leg higher and begin climbing what? The big breakdown candle. And what did they start to do? And then what are they doing? And what did they do? They did the whole thing. We talked about it 1,100 times. It's not that you know exactly what they're going to do. But if you know what they're likely going to do because they just did this, then you're better off than the next guy. Now, what about the folks down at the transportation department? Hmm, relative weakness, second day in a row. Second favorite market leading indicator next to the IWM. First favorite canary in the coal mine. Doesn't necessarily mean today, doesn't necessarily mean tomorrow, but another day is another puzzle piece on the same puzzle. Why should there be two days of relative weakness in the transports? Well, I don't have that answer, but it's something I want to know about and I'm watching. I have my eye on you, transportation people. I got my eye on you, Buttigieg. What about the Q people? And the melt-up continues above all the moving averages, blah, blah, blah. The trend is your friend. Let's do this. You've seen this before if you've been around for a while. Remember I've used the term breakdown box? Well, watch this. So the market ran up to here and was rejected. Okay, fair enough. So let's use that as a place, all right? So it's near the bottom, not exactly the bottom of this area. It's close enough. Then you have the high. So can we call this a breakdown box? Okay, yes, we can. So we've done this before, breakdown box. I'm making up terms, but it's the concept of this is a really important area. The market broke out above this place, okay? So it broke out, it failed, came back down. We've come back to run a test of the general area, or we're not there yet, but we're close to the general area. 
that the market broke down from over here? You have to ask yourself the question, or I'm asking you the question. I'm asking myself at the same time. Did the market come back here to immediately bust through the former highs, just blow right through this stuff, or did it come back here to run a test of the former breakdown area, and if, in fact, it can grind through it somehow, yes, they can continue higher. But which one will it do? Will it take some time after a run like this? Will it take some more time to just continue higher, or are they going to find some overhead resistance at that particular area we're calling it the breakdown box? How do you like them apples? Not much doing in the financial space, and they're, quote-unquote, these are air quotes, waiting on the financials to report. So the XLF will move probably beginning on Friday with the release of the earnings reports from whoever it's going to be, J.P. Morgan, Bank of America, Wells Fargo. I'm not sure who's on what day. I'm pretty sure J.P.M. is Friday. Who else? I'm not 100% sure. Doesn't matter. We'll find out in the morning. More melt-up material in Smash Mouth. This is French for the Philadelphia Semiconductor Space. Let me give you a case in point. Wasn't this the same type, same concept of a breakdown box? Yeah, I would say so, right? Market broke out, didn't break out. Failed breakout attempt, came all the way back down. So coming back to run a test of this breakdown box, well, what happened? They got up here. They didn't just blow right through, but they spent some time going back and forth, eating time off the clock back inside this box, not underneath it, which could have been a rejection, but they got back into it. So here you have an example of not just blowing right through it, but now after they ate time off the clock, they're now making a run for the highs. What does this tell you? Relative strength in Smash Mouth. If you have relative strength, and I'm not saying they will or won't bust through these highs, they're basically running a test now. Spike above, close a week above one thing, close a day above a different thing, close an hour above a different thing altogether. But if you look at this chart and you compare it to the, what we just did in the QQQ chart, you'll see that there's relative strength in the SMH. Qs are just getting there. Smash Mouth already got there. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.